WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millar. Thank you for joining me on the program this morning. And joining me on the phone right now is uh, uh, Tackle Warehouse uh, Pro Circuit Pro, John Canada from uh, Helena, Alabama. Good morning, John. How are, uh, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, Kevin. How are you? I'm I'm doing very well, and uh, uh, I I think uh, uh, when you get up here next weekend uh, for the uh, for the tournament, you're not going to have to worry about uh, the uh, the climate too much because it's gonna I probably probably going to feel a little bit like that Alabama weather when you get up here. It's certainly we're going to be in the 90s this weekend, and uh, I think it's supposed to be more of the same next weekend. So it'll uh, it'll be a little warm up here. Yes, I actually drove up the other day. It's actually not quite as warm, but it's a little bit warmer than I mean. It's warmer <laughs> for y'all tem- for y'all's temperature up here in Alabama. It's been you know in the nineties and the heat index of one hundred and five, but it does feel nice in the mornings up here to actually feel that little bit of cool air. It feels yeah. pretty nice up here. Okay, all right. Well, great. I'm I'm uh, glad that you're up here. How uh, how have you enjoyed uh, how have you enjoyed the area so far? Uh, it's really nice. I mean, the campground, actually, I would be able to talk to you outside, but there's so many birds and so much nature that I love outside. I don't think you'd have, you'd have a hard time hearing me this morning, but, I mean, everything's been nice. The parks with with all this coronavirus and, of course, everybody camping outside. I mean, the parks are just packed. and you mm-hmm. need, I mean, I've met nothing but nice people. When I came up here and pre-practiced a couple of weeks ago, I actually met some phenomenally nice people. I mean, I love actually coming up here. That's what I told my wife. It's actually one of my favorite places. Because everybody out here loves being outdoors and just loves sitting outside and being outside all day because the weather's just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Now, and and so so you fished you fished this uh, this area before then. Uh, yes, sir. I came up here before it was actually off limits and did a little looking around, mm-hmm. you know, trying to really learn how to navigate the lake. Actually, not really trying to physically look, but want to see if I know how to get around it. Well, I don't tear my boat up out here if I can try <laughs> not to. Yeah. <laughs> There, there have been a few stories of uh, of, of, <laughs> of lower units uh, mysteriously vanishing uh, at at some point there uh, during the uh, during some of these tournaments there. So yeah, it's it's understandable. And, and I guess maybe let's 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 talk with a, a little bit about that. You know, you guy when when as a, a tournament pro, um, you know, you you come into a fishery uh, and 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 try to take a look at it maybe a little bit ahead of time here. What sort of things I, I guess. Uh, in terms of, of developing a, a game plan, if you will, uh, are you looking for, you know, what sort of things, maybe commonalities, things along those lines, things that, that, uh, that you're looking for when you, when you first come to a body of water? I actually sit down when we actually get our season, I'll make a list, and we actually have a thing where we're not allowed to be on the lake. You know, it's like 20 days prior, 18, mm-hmm. 12 days prior or before the tournament. So we can actually come look around on a body of water. But we can't actually discuss with anyone, talk about anyone 30 days prior or waypoints or anything, you know, prior to that. But I actually come here and try to look and see where the boat ramps are. Try to look and see because I'm a shallow water power fisherman. So when I see Mississippi River, I get excited because all you hear is frogging and flipping is all you ever hear about and all you ever see about from up here. So I sit down and start breaking it down and try to decide what pool that I wanted to spend time on. And when I was here, I spent a couple of days on one pool a couple of days on another, and just trying to get a taste for everything and see what makes me feel more comfortable fishing. You know, I want to try mm-hmm. to fish my strengths and what makes me feel more comfortable. And so I looked around on each pool trying to see, because at home we have current, but we don't have, we have dam current versus y'all having just regular river current. So mm-hmm. we actually 
you know, me being in current, I feel more comfortable, but trying to fish shallower stuff like this versus what we have is a little bit different. But I just spent, you know, a couple of days on each lake trying to sample everything and figure out where I wanted to dissect and where I wanted to spend most of my time practicing, you know, for the tournament and trying to see, you know, where I felt like I could have the most success in certain areas. Okay. And then, and then you just kind of develop, you know, uh, I, I'm guessing then, then, you know, you're working on like lure selection and, uh, you know, technique, things along those, those lines as well. That's, that's all part of it as well. Yes, sir. I've actually probably got, um, I think I've got 40 rods rigged up in my boat, you know, just for different scenarios, everything from, you know, everything here from a Carolina rig to a shaky head to a few drop shot things from jigs to crankbaits. You know, some jerk baits, you know, flipping stuff, chatterbaits, frogs. I mean, I've probably got everything you have tied on, and I hope by the time the tournament time comes around, I've got it, you know, dissected down where I don't have that many. I can take, you know, 80% of that stuff out of my boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and just try to, to, to hone in on it. You, so you're just trying, and just, I'm just trying to get an understanding of, of how this, how it works, and, and, and for folks that, uh, that are listening this morning here, you know, you, you've got, all these different options, but you're 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 just narrow. You're just gradually going and narrowing down uh, things that that are in your comfort zone, but but you, that you know are, are going to be able to uh, bring in those fish. Yes, that's correct. I mean, I actually start my studying at home. I actually start. I'll turn my lower hand graphs on, and I'll get on Google Earth, and I'll start looking at stuff, and I'll start seeing. You know, I typically want to fish shallow, like I was saying, from flipping and frogging. So I'm going to look and see, you know, areas that are hidden where there's current breaks weather stuff, little bitty rock piles, certain things that I might see from Google Earth and then put them in my map to where I can go to those exact locations, you know, and fish some of that stuff and see, you know, how it actually, you know, looks and how it fishes. And, you know, because typically I would like to, of course, go here and just strictly flip and throw a frog all day long, but I know the amount of pressure that, you know, everybody's had with the COVID and the pressure the lake's had. I think it's going to be, I think you have to be a little more versatile this time than just being able to put one or two rods in your hand mm-hmm. and actually go fishing. And and I guess too, uh, this time of year, are you, uh, you, you know, the, the the warmer weather, the warmer water temperatures, uh, the conditions, uh, you know, are certainly different than say, you know, even uh, April or anything like that, or even you know, down the road in September, things like that. So how how are you sort of adapting? To the weather and the conditions, how does that affect what what you're uh, you're making as far as your game plan goes? Well, everything like I know the mayfly hatch. There's been a big deal up here the last couple of weeks. The mayfly hatch, and I know with this water level being lower. I mean, I think when I look back at the past results, like some of the opens and the BFLs, and some of the history of this lake, when I do the studying, you know, a lot of the water typically is not as low as what we have now. You know, and so with the water being a little bit lower, you know, I mean, the wing downs will be in effect and. You know, I think you'll have a lot of people out there, but I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to fish everything, you know, from some deeper stuff to shallow, you know, just to try to see and sample and see what's, what's going on and what's happening. And, um, I'll probably just run with it. I mean, I know this lake, you can catch them one, one day shallow doing something. And if they drop the water, you got to totally change gears. I mean, that's one thing that I think I do like about this fishery is you can't just set on one place and particularly catch them, you've actually got to adapt and change and figure them out every day. Mm-hmm. And so that makes you have to work even harder each day. And, and I was going to say, too, I was going to follow up, too, do things, you know, even when you were you were doing some practicing and doing some, some research on the water there, were those conditions and, and, and what you were finding changing on, such a, on a daily basis? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, the first day I got here, I think the water was up at eight and a half. I think it was up two and a half feet, almost three feet from what it is now. And so you could actually move around. I ran around. I was like, oh, this lake's not that bad. Well, three days later, I started noticing the water drop back down, and it was back down to like six, six and a half. And I was like, okay, I see why now. And, of course, everything that I caught them on the first two days when I was here looking around, I would go to another lake, and there was actually squirrels running around on the bank where I caught them on a frog shallow. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it just goes to show how much everything can change here and how much the water can rise and lower that you've got, you know, you need to know your areas and spend a lot of time in your areas and find where those fish are going to move to if the water does go up and down and try to follow them. And, and, and is this something that, that you generally see when in, in, in other places around the country? Cause I'm thinking down south, I guess I sort of picture a lot of like impoundments and places like that, you know, large lakes yeah. uh, that, that maybe don't have quite the dramatic change in, in like conditions uh, like that. The, the water levels fluctuating quite so much. No, we don't have that that much fluctuation at all. I actually would say an example is last year, I think, you know, the post-circuit, our first tournament was on Sam Rayburn. I mean, and last mm-hmm. year I had one of the best practices in Texas on that lake, and then when we went there for the tournament, it was 10 feet high. Well, during the tournament, I just bombed and didn't do very good. You know, and I didn't adapt to that water raising, you know, 10 feet. I mean, that's, that's hard on anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when you come here, and you're talking about one or two feet, but on a fishery that fishes as shallow as this is, you know, six inches, four inches make a big difference, you know, on this. So, you know, just being able to adapt and see and pay attention, you know, to the little subtleties and stuff. But, I mean, it's definitely, there's nothing that we have at home that fishes like this. And there's probably actually nothing that we actually fish that actually on the tour that is similar to this other than this like other than a tidal fishery. Mm-hmm. And so, so I mean, what? so there are there any other sort of unique challenges that, that, the Mississippi is presenting to you and, and to the other anglers that uh, uh, you're going to be competing against that uh, uh, that you sort of have to adapt and overcome, if you will. Yeah, probably the biggest things I'm looking at as far as, you know, with me sitting, you know, second for the ALY and trying mm-hmm. to stay consistent is I start looking at the locks and I start looking at the barges and the barge traffic, you know, now that they've released a little bit of stuff. When I was here, there wasn't as many barges going up and down the river. Now, I keep keeping an eye on it every day, and there's 12 to 14 barges, you know, coming up and down the river at the locks, you know, and somebody like me or just anybody for the case that could actually lock up or down and catch some fish, that's your crucial thing is trying to be able to lock and make it back on top. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't, that's probably the biggest decision I've got to decide is what pool I want to try to dedicate and where I want to fish based on the barges and if I think I can catch some in a short amount of time and make it back because you can actually make or break your season you know, on this kind of fishery when it's here. Yeah, and and I'm guessing that's that that even something like that 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 you know I, I guess maybe most people don't think about so much up here because we're we're kind of used to it or whatever. But yeah, I mean that's just that's another factor, sort of an intangible factor that you don't necessarily have to think about another when you're competing in other uh, on other bodies of water. That's correct. We actually we have we have them on the Tennessee River. I mean, where I have, I fish the Tennessee River. A tremendous amount, and we have the Coosa River, which we don't have barges. And so, even when I fish places with barges, you know, you're only looking at maybe one barge in a lock. Whereas you're looking at here, you know, it's it's a whole different element, mm-hmm. you know, fishing here than other fisheries, just because of the amount of barges and the traffic that they do have at the lock. So, I mean, it's it's something totally new 
not that I haven't ever done, but the amount of traffic and trying to look at those and try to figure out, all right, I've got to make it back by this time to beat these barges to be able to make it mm-hmm. back to the lock to walk through if you choose to walk out. Okay. All right. Well, and so let me, let me kind of shift gears just a little bit as well. Uh, you know, how are you enjoying your, your season so far here? Again, like you mentioned a moment ago, you're, you're second in the, the standings for, uh, for angler of the year here. Uh, you know, how, how have you enjoyed the season so far? You've, you've got to be just sort of riding high, if you will. Uh, I think I've made a lot of the right decisions. I mean, I've actually just been truly blessed, honestly. I mean, it's been a, a great year. and I just feel like, you know, when you, anytime in any sport when you can get momentum and you can keep that momentum going and that train going, you've got to keep it going. And I've made, you know, last year I made some decisions, and this year I haven't made as many, but I've made really good decisions on the water and not put myself in position. I mean, last the last tournament we had at Chick, I made a decision to run to one place with five minutes left, and I only had like a 10 or 11-pound bag the first day, and I caught a four-pounder, which helped me fish the next day to the next day to climb up points, you know, to gain valuable stuff just because of one fish in a matter of three minutes, you know, right before I was due in. You know, whereas a lot of people would probably give up, you know, it was 4.54 when I caught the fish. I was doing it five. And so just... You know, making the right decisions and putting yourself in the right stuff. I mean, I feel like if you can do that, I mean, if it's meant to be, mm-hmm. you know, the good Lord upstairs, I mean, he'll put me in the right position. I just, I just gotta keep my head down and, you know, just keep doing what I've been doing. Just try to catch some fish and have a good time while you're doing it. Yep. And, uh, uh, and that's one of the other things too that, that, that I've always enjoyed when, when, when the, the tournament anglers come to town and, and, you know, you know, you guys are all, Yes, you're competing for a lot of money and, and standings and things like that. But you guys are, are are I don't buddies. I guess maybe isn't quite the right word. But I mean, you guys are all all friends, and I mean, you know, you're all there's a, a camaraderie there that, uh, that that's really kind of nice to see in terms of uh, uh, you know when 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 you folks come to town. Yeah, actually, last night there's probably eight or you know a couple of MLF guys here that I know that are staying at the campground I'm at now and. You know, I get to see them a lot more now that we're actually combining these tournaments and fishing together. You know, and we'll hang out. You know, six or eight of us, there'll be some wives that, you know, will mm-hmm. come and two or three of them will cook. And, I mean, there'll be a group of us that travel that, you know, one night one of us will cook, you know, the food and the other one. And so we all hang out. I mean, of course, after, you know, practice is a little bit different. Before practice and, you know, before our off day in the tournament, we usually cook dinner. Everybody hangs out. I mean, you know, everybody kind of watches everybody. everybody's back. And if they need anything... You know, if you're broke down on the road, I've seen people stop and help me, or I've stopped and helped some of our anglers to try to help them. I mean, it, we're all like a bigger, tight-knit family. You know, mm-hmm. we try to work together and realize that, you know, we're working together as a business, and we, you know, kind of have each other's back, but we're also friends at the same time. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, I do have to ask as well, how has this season been different because of, of COVID and, and, and all of that? How has, how much, I, I'm, I'm sure the, the changes have to be just, you know, in, in, incredible. Yes, they have been, you know, of course, with all of the, you know, COVID changes everywhere, and, and that's what we are discussing. I mean, the lakes that we've changed and then the rules, you know, that we've had to do and the ramps, and, you know, everybody, I'm like me and everybody else. I mean, I want to fish. I mean, I want to try mm-hmm. to fish because, you know, this is our livelihood. This is our sport, and I feel like this is the time for us to shine because when nothing else could be on TV, why not a guy that's just by himself be on TV to give somebody? Because I've actually seen more people this year in the outdoors, outdoors fishing with their family. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. You know, I mean, there's, I think there's probably more kids 
that will have a rod and reel in their hand next year because of COVID this year or hunting outdoors because of that. I mean, I think that's a positive thing. You know, my son plays video games some, but he still goes outside. But any kid that you can get outside and get outdoors and get them to enjoy it, that's something they're going to love for the rest of their life. But, I mean, the COVID has been a good thing in that way and then in a bad thing. I mean, with us having to change venues, I've actually gone – I actually drove up here on the way from um, coming, was going to go to Erie, and I was going to go drive around Erie for a day or so and practice because I've never seen that body of water. And actually, I couldn't even get a hotel, you know, over there because of the, you know, the COVID stuff they had going on for the, you know, kind of a temporary ban rule Mm -hmm. that they had from the governor. So, I mean, it's made it very challenging on, you know, getting campgrounds and reserving places and, you know, trying to work with people. You know, and see, you know, where we can have tournaments and where we can. And I'm just like, you know, we're just here trying to do a job. I know we're trying to stay safe. All of us are staying, you know, keeping our face, washing our hands. I mean, everybody is being very responsible. But it's, you know, it's been a very, very challenging year, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, and, and I'm sure it has just with, with all the travel and, and, uh, and, and everything uh, as well. But uh uh, and certainly, too, it, it's it's got to be different, too, uh, with, like, the weigh-ins and things like that. You know, there's no uh, – that's always been one of the the great parts of this is is those weigh-ins and the crowds and getting the crowd fired up. And, you know, when when you pull a couple of nice-looking large moths out of the bag and, and hold them up for the crowd to appreciate, I mean, that's, you know, that, that, that's nice <laughs> to see. But, uh, um, you know, it, it, that's that's got to be a, a bit different as well. There's – yeah, it is definitely. I mean, it actually, Chick, we had a few people that made them do, you know, some social distancing. So you're allowed to have a little bit of crowds. And there was actually people sitting in boats, you know, staying away a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's definitely a big difference. You know, I feel for these guys that, you know, that actually win and do really good and weigh in big bags because, you know, you still have that support online and you still, but you don't feel the, you know, that's what we thrive on. We love coming to the stage, yeah. hearing the crowd, seeing the people, you know, having the kids, you know, taking pictures, signing stuff. I mean, that's what we love to do is come to the stage and hold up, mm-hmm. you know, listen to Chris talk about bring our two best bass in the final two days, and we love hearing people cheer about it. I mean, that's what we like, you know. I mean, we love making y'all happy and love seeing it, but at the same time, we like feeling that. I mean, and with the COVID, I mean, it's been different, and I'm hoping that, you know, I'm praying that everything will kind of get past, and maybe, you know, if we get everything going next year, that we'll get back to that normalcy of routine instead of this, you know, everybody, you know, keeping such a far distance that we can actually – you know, have a little bit of involvement, you know, with the communities and, and, and at the weigh-ins also. Yep, exactly. And, and yeah, I mean, that, and, and that's, uh, you know, just for, uh, not being up on stage, but just being in the crowd and, and, and just sort of getting that, there's an energy there that, that you can get. And I'm sure it's, it's, it's multiplied when you're up on stage there, too. Just that energy and the, the, the appreciation from the crowd and everything, that's, uh, that's, that is certainly something different. But, but as you mentioned as well, uh, you touched on you know people will be able to follow the tournament online and 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 on uh, you know flwfishing.com uh and you know mm-hmm. on, on facebook and and all of those uh, outlets as well so i mean people will still be able to to follow along on what's uh, what's happening as well yes that's correct flw fishing keeps a live update with everything and i know with us i'm not sure if we're going to have marshals i think you know i'm not really sure about it but they do keep mm-hmm. a live leaderboard you know, to where you actually can see, you know, who's updating. So if I catch a fish, I might not update one, but when I catch five, I'm using one of those. If I catch five, I'll let you know, hey, I've got eight pounds, ten pounds. You know, I'm going to fish until I got five to let them have an update, but they can keep an update 
on FLW Fishing. And then you can go to their Facebook. Mm-hmm. And they've also got one on Instagram where you can see, you can watch the live stream. And I actually think we're going to do, you know, a live thing, you know, for four days. We were supposed to do a live thing for four days, but we may only do it the final two days. I'm, I'm not sure if they've decided because that's some more rules that, you know, we're waiting to see with the COVID and who we can have in our boat and everything. But mm-hmm. they can definitely follow along on FLW Fishing and find anything they need on there. I mean, there'll actually be some com- people commentating, talking, and you'll actually be able to see how we're catching them and what's going on. And actually, I, that's that's one of the things because my one of my other jobs, I work at one of the the local TV stations here and, and uh, do work on the the our, our station website. So the technology part of this is really kind of fascinating to me. And, and, and I have to admit that this is one of the cool things about um, in the last few years with the tournaments and everything how much technology has changed. And, I mean, you're right, you know, people that can watch online, you're right in the boat with the uh, with you or, the you know, another angler or whatever. So, I mean, you're seeing it happen. Uh, and, and, and I think that just is a, a great educational opportunity for uh, for everyone that's uh, able to watch. Yeah, I tell everybody that because I'm one of those. I mean, there's some guys out there that do not watch a lot of the live. But, I mean, if I go to a tournament and I don't make the final day or I don't make the final cut, I'm going to watch it while I'm driving, you know, or listen to it while I'm driving home or watch mm-hmm. it when I get set up at my next campsite because I want to see, you know, what they're doing, what I might have done wrong because even me still traveling around doing it, I learn little things. I mean, yeah. every time you go fishing, you want to try to learn something. So for any kid or anybody that's wanting to learn, just watching, you know, little bitty things and subtleties that you pick up from different people, whether they're a big-name guy or a guy that's first coming up, I mean, you're going to learn little bitty things from somebody and you just got to put that in your book. Mm-hmm. and keep it and try to remember that. But, I mean, you can absolutely learn a tremendous amount watching online. I mean, between it and the YouTube and all the stuff that FLW has, all the different articles and stuff we do, it's amazing, you know, of what you can learn online and what you can see live nowadays. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, uh, John, I, I appreciate you taking the time this morning to uh, to chat with me, and, and uh, I certainly want to wish you the best of luck uh, next weekend here with the uh, with the tournament and uh, – uh, we'll certainly be following along with uh, with everything and, and keep people updated on how things go. And, and uh, again, uh, thank you very much for uh, for taking time on uh, on your Saturday morning here to uh, to chat with me about this. Yes, sir, Kevin. I appreciate it. And um, just want to remember to keep alive, keep an uh, eye for FLW.com, and they can keep updates and see what's going on. And I wish we actually had an event where we could, you know, normally after the two or three days we set up an event where we get to meet everyone in the town and get to talk to the kids and stuff. But maybe when we come back next time, we'll be able to do that. And I'll actually be able to come see y'all face to face. That sounds, uh, that sounds good. Well, again, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you taking the time this morning to, uh, to talk with me and, and certainly want to wish you a, a good weekend and uh, a good luck next week with the, uh, with the tournament and certainly with the uh, uh, angler of the year competition as well. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it, man. You have a wonderful day. You too. You take care. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that is uh, John Canada from uh, the uh, Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit. Going to be up here next weekend uh, out on the uh, the Mississippi. The The tournament runs from the, the 29th through the 1st here uh, in town, so it's uh, it's going to be a pretty big tournament. Uh, Going to uh, have a, what is it? I'm looking at the notes here, a couple hundred pros, uh, including uh, 54 Major League Fishing Anglers, uh, all competing for a $1.3 million purse. So, some serious cash for some uh, some serious fishing here, so it'll be uh, we'll we'll keep folks updated on that. It'll be a, a good time, and 
uh, I'll, I'll be following along on uh, online as well and just uh, enjoying things as well. So I'm going to take a break and come back in just a couple of moments with more of WKTY Outdoors, so stay tuned. More on the way on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma. He'll tell you where the fish are biting, just go in and ask.